Hello, welcome to the Creative Writing Life Podcast. I'm Justin Sloan. And I'm Paul Zeidman. Happy to introduce our special guest today. He is a writer, he is a creative exec at a production company, and he's also the founder and organizer of the now two years and, and still going strong virtual happy hour uh, writer Zoom call. It's a, it's a whole bunch of networking and social media extravaganza today. Uh, welcome Colin Lieberg to the show. Thank you for having me. Hello, hello. So we always start off with a, like, what are we listening to, watching, reading something, some kind of recommendation, uh, what we've been checking out. So I will say I've been checking out The Terror Infamy, which is a season two, technically, of The Terror, which is one of the best shows ever made, in my opinion. Uh, and so I've been checking this one out because the writer is going to be at the Awesome Film Festival, which just announced their schedules today. And Colin and I might want to talk about that at some point because uh, I'm excited but uh, yeah, the terror infamy, uh, it's going well so far. It's based in like a Japanese internment camp and there's some horror elements and pretty cool. How about you guys, Paul? Anything anything good? Uh, yeah, I've, I've watched two things uh, in the past week. Uh, one was a, a DVD from Netflix that's been sitting around for about a month. I finally got around to it. It's a movie called Hannah. I want to say it's like 2011 and it's uh, an early role for uh, actress Saoirse Ronan. So she's a, a girl who's been raised pretty much to be a, like an ultimate soldier assassin type. So she's strong and she's a, a, a very uh, capable of all these different kinds of martial arts and weapons and all that kind of stuff. And then it, it's, it was okay. <laughs> it was, it was a little uh, far-fetched in some parts because I, I mean, I could accept a little bit of it, but you can only suspend disbelief so far, but for, yeah, for the most part, it was fun. It was kind of like, it seemed of its time. So eh, it was all right. I, uh, good it was okay uh and the other one uh just it just popped up uh you might like on hbo max uh, another world war ii movie called screaming eagles about uh, some paratroopers uh getting into France and uh, all the adventures they have. And I think one thing I've noticed with all these world world war two movies that I've watched lately that they're all set. Okay. They're all filmed after the war. So like late forties, early fifties and all of the actors who are portraying these soldiers. I mean, I know that a lot of the soldiers during world war two were probably like 18 to 25 ish. And all of these guys, at least in their thirties. And so they're supposed to, it's, it's that you want to talk about suspension of disbelief that just watching these guys who like look like, they have like a you know a couple of kids and a mortgage already you know like oh yeah i can't wait to get back go to school and you know, i'm gonna settle down with my best girl all that kind of all stuff right. but you know it's it's a, a relatively harmless movie but i enjoyed it still awesome uh how about you colin anything exciting that you want to recommend lately uh i tend to watch about like six different things at once but sometimes with my wife and sometimes on my own so um uh lots of different things i'm watching i just finished up uh, Sandman, which I really enjoyed, uh, and I hadn't read the comic, so you know that was kind of interesting to, to see that take. Uh, big Star Trek fan, so all of the new Star Trek shows, um, I'm like way behind on Lower Decks, but I'm looking forward to catching up soon. And um, Blood and Treasure is kind of the one I've been kind of like my my um, small little kind of favorite recently. It's about a um, guy who used to work for the FBI in their antiquities department and tracks down lost uh, treasures around the world. And there's a big story arc about that. So um, yeah, I kind of enjoying that. And that writer is also going to be at the Austin Film Festival. So he will indeed. Yes. Yeah. Is that, is, is that a, sorry? Is that a show on, is that a show on streaming somewhere? Mm -hmm. uh, it is on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Okay. That's probably why I'm not familiar with it. It's like the one service I don't have. Hey, speaking of great shows, this is the one I should have 
promoted real quick reboot have you guys seen reboot yet on hulu i have not but i've heard a lot of good things about it oh man it is amazing you should watch it it is highly recommended it's a basic idea is a sitcom that's getting rebooted that the 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 daughter of the guy who originally made it she wants to reboot it because she thought the original was stupid and she's trying to like make a real version of it and it's awesome you should check it out anyway <laughs> cool so on to colin uh how's it going i'm good Cool, cool. I'll let Paul start us off, but we usually do like a quick introduction, like who you are, who are you? So uh, if you want to give us that and then Paul can jump in. Sure. Uh, sure. So I'm Colin Nieberg. I am a writer and creative executive for a small genre production company called Cobalt Night. Um, and have been writing and creative executive. I just celebrated my one year anniversary at work actually. So um doing that for about a year now. And um kind of started this writing journey six or seven years ago. Been a gamer my whole life and uh mostly board games, role playing games. And was role playing with some friends many, many years ago when we were talking about our characters in a role playing game and talking about like, oh you're we all sound alike and we should all have a different voice on this in this role-playing game. And I'm like, we should. And that is what um, characters and TV shows do. I have been doing this my whole life. I could totally do that. And so started diving into uh, uh, television screenwriting because of role-playing games. Very cool. So what, so what kind of uh, uh, work does uh, Cobalt Knight do? Because you, because I, because uh, when I hear production company, I, I might automatically think uh, film or TV. But I think you're also venturing into print media. We are. We do film, television, and we have a comic book coming out uh, sometime next year. An anthology comic we are developing and uh, printing soon. And are All you heavily are you heavily involved with the writing with that, or do you uh, you uh, outsource it to other writers? Uh, so it's actually an anthology comic. So we okay. have outsourced it to other writers. There's uh, about 10 or 12 different 10 to 15 page stories in there. Although one of my stories will be in there. That's always exciting to see. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So the part of uh, why I wanted to bring you on the show is because, as I mentioned at the intro, that you are the, what I guess, founder and... Um, what's the word host of the virtual yes. happy hour, which is a writer zoom call. Now I know you just celebrated two years of having it uh, run on steadily. I've uh, been fortunate to take part in a few. So, so what was the, um, the inspiration for that? Cause I'm going to assume, okay, just over two years ago. So that sounds like it was, it was set up during lockdown, which I'm guessing plays a factor in that. It very much does. Uh, I had just started feeling confident in my writing enough to like go out to things and talk to other writers before lockdown. And then lockdown happened and no one could go out and we couldn't talk to each other uh, except through Twitter and social media and stuff. Um, but it wasn't like same, it wasn't in person. You didn't really get to, to chat with people. Uh, so I started it because I was missing my friends and um, it has just been growing ever since. Um, so bunch of new people all the time and a mm -hmm. bunch of old friends keep coming. That's great. So well, when you started, uh, how many people would you say were taking part? Uh, probably maybe 20 to 25 the first time. Wow. That's still pretty good. Yeah. And, um, and, and so we'll go to the most recent one. So how many people were attending that? Uh, when I had the two year anniversary, uh, I made it very special. I had some prizes uh, to give away. And uh, apparently my 
uh, Zoom subscription can only hold 100 people at a time. <laughs> and I know this because uh, I got emails and, and tweets saying, you're at the limit, I can't get in. Um, I think eventually people, some people left and other people came in. So I think there were probably about 115 people on that, that uh, two-year one. Which yeah, I, I, was, I, you can count me among those who tried to get in but could not, uh, despite several efforts. But yeah, I, I accepted the fact that if I figured this is something that's really big and it must be drawing a huge crowd. So it's understandable that uh, not everybody's going to be able to sign in. Yeah, um, like I said, it was it was a special one. I think partly because of the prizes and partly because a couple um, people I've been in contact with were like mm-hmm. heavily promoting it to all of their contacts and ah. come hang out. Um, <laughs> Which, which was fun and unexpected. That's true. That's true. I, what I think is really cool about the whole thing, the ones, and I'm assuming it's still pretty much the same format, that it starts as everybody's involved in the conversation, and then you uh, break it up into breakout rooms. Like uh, the ones that I was able to do were like about six to seven people per room. And what was really cool is that I think nine times out of 10, it was always different people in the room. So you didn't get the same people over and over again, maybe like one from the previous one. But for the most part, it was always a different group. And I think that was part of the appeal for me was being able to just talk with other writers because you, it, we would always have these conversations that involve like, well, what are you working on? Or we would talk about a certain aspect of screenwriting. And I, I'm curious to know if that's still the way it is or if there are any tweaks that you've done to the format since then. Uh, that is indeed still the way it is. Um, yeah, anywhere between four and six people is what I generally try to do for about 20 minutes because that lends to somewhat deeper conversations. You can all do, if it is new people, you can all do introductions of who you are, what you write, where you live, uh, because people come from around the world um, and not everyone is in the US or Canada. Um, and we're all in different time zones too, which it's, okay. uh, sometimes uh, can be tiring for some people. Um, but yeah, it's basically the same format and, um, I never expect anyone to show up for the entire time. You know, I've had people pop in like, Hey, I just wanted to say hi. And literally that's all they do. And sometimes people (laughs) come for the whole time. That's great. That's great. And I also think, um, so the ones that you've been able, I guess the, the rooms that you attend, so as this really applies more to when it's a newer uh, writer or someone who's attending for the first time, do you have to help them kind of um, open up a little bit, kind of get them out of their shell? Or are some people just like, hey, I'm really glad to be here. I've never been here. And, and they just jump right into it. I mean, is it a mix of both or does it more tend to be more than one or the other? It's a mix of both. Like if you're attending a networking event, you have some... Uh, tendency to want to meet other people. I know as writers, our stereotype is that we're introverts and never want to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just clicking the Zoom link means you are at least willing to go out. So it's definitely a mix. There's uh, a mix of personalities, but I do try to make everyone feel comfortable, um, especially when I'm in my little breakout room. Um, so I'll send everyone off, but uh, I'll keep the, the main lobby going. Uh, but oh, okay. people don't officially get a, um, an invitation to a breakout room so that I can meet the new people and I'll try to oh. um, uh, mod- moderate it so that you know everyone has a chance to, to talk a little bit. 
Okay, that's really interesting because I, I guess because the ones that I took part in that uh, it just seemed like everybody was um, assigned to a room. And so I just was going with the theory that, okay, there were, we'll say 32 people on the on the overall call, and then it broke out into like four or six rooms. I just assume everybody was sent to a room. Is it now more like you might get into a room and some and chance you might not? Everyone is sent to the room. The, the lobby is the room in, okay. for, for purposes of, of what this is. Um, so yeah, you're, you're either in a room or the room is the lobby with me. Oh, okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I, I'm curious, um, I'll do one more question. I'll hand it over to Justin. I don't want to, you know, hog the interview. Uh, so when you are do, into the rooms, do, is it just a, a really wide variety of screenwriting topics or do you, do you, have you noticed that maybe some, a certain topics tend to come up more often than others? Uh, topics usually of what are we writing? Um, that's kind of the main topic. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it kind of depends on the time of year it gets uh, held as well, because um, you know if there's a new show that has been popular that we're all tend to be watching, or you know if it's around the holidays, you know what are holiday plans? Um, mm -hmm. But the, the main topic tends to be what are you writing, and state of the industry potentially uh, <laughs> has been very popular and or unpopular this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> Depending on how you want to categorize that. Sure, sure. Justin, you want to jump in? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious, like what kind of uh, difference you get between like uh, feature writers versus TV writers. And if you've uh, seen anybody, you know, like success stories, have you seen uh, partnerships form out better? People come back to you and say, hey, this is so great that this happened because it led to X, Y, or Z. Have you, have you come across much of that yet? Um, I, I have. Uh, it is probably a good mix of feature and TV writers. Um, and I don't keep track of necessarily who writes what and who comes every time. But mm -hmm. I do, as part of, of the happy hour that I run, I try to do a monthly like um, wins email to everyone. So that we can all celebrate each other's successes. Of I know at least one person has met uh, another writer um, that they became partners and joined in a writing group. Um, somebody I'm who has come to my happy hour. I'd heard about a job uh, in his a, a screenwriting teaching job um, near where he lives. So I passed it on to him, and and he got the job. Um, so for the wins, I you know, hey, we made second round at Austin, or um, you know, I met someone cool. Thanks for introducing me. Awesome. It's always yeah. great to hear. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I know we connected on talks about, uh, the, the groups that meet up around here in Pasadena on Twitter. And so I was wondering, are those people you meet through this as well, or are you just kind of in the know? Uh, I've met, uh, those people through, through networking, through the happy hour, through, I feel like I'm on all sorts of different social media networking all the time. Um, so various various ways um, awesome but but yeah through um through networking in, in some respect yeah and i was just listening i listened to the was it two act or second act podcast i have to look that up by tasha huo and uh josh whatever oh, uh, act two the act yeah two act podcast. two that's what it is yeah and so they were talking about the one on the uh, over by in santa monica and i'm like oh my mm -hmm. god i can't drive that far <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i reached out and that's great so i'm gonna try to check out the next one i missed it by two days apparently the one in pasadena happened two days ago as we record this but uh next one i'm at unless it's during the austin film festival uh which 
maybe is a good transition to ask you about that. Have you attended before? Uh, what's been your experience if you have? I have attended. Uh, I've attended twice in the past, and it was a very different experience because of this networking thing that I started. So oh, I went first in 2019. Um, I was still a relatively new writer. Um, didn't didn't make second round. Didn't like I had met a couple people on Twitter, um, chatted, had quasi Twitter friends. I don't think I ever actually had a real conversation with anyone. Um, got to Austin feeling very overwhelmed about being in my first writing conference. Um, didn't know anyone, kind of tagged along to places and, and was probably a, a nuisance, honestly, um, but had a great time nonetheless, because it was so awe-inspiring just to, to hang out and meet people. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went again in 2021, which was a very different experience because I realized what, I, what had happened for me is I didn't know anyone. So I, I made a Twitter thread uh, or a Twitter group DM that you can do and said, hey, if you're going to Austin, let's all chat and try to meet up and, and um, network and figure out you know, who's going, where you're going to be, and maybe we can all go to panels together and have dinner and stuff. Um, and realized that apparently you can only have 75 people in a group thread. And I know this because that's how many we got. And I had to start a second one. Um, uh, and when I was there, people kept coming up to me like, oh, you're the guy who started this Twitter thread. I met up, you know, we met up for drinks last night, this group, we were all chatting with each other and um, just met so many more people that way because I had started something that people were appreciative of going to. And uh, this year I have a Discord server going because Twitter threads got to be um, too massive for me to keep track of. Oh, and do you want to share that? So are people able to join or is it Oh yeah, yeah, you can totally join. I can totally share it. Um, I'll post a link somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah, we can yeah. share it in the show notes yeah. as well. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going and hopefully seeing you there. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I was a panelist back in 2015. So it's been a while. That was the last time I went. <laughs> I've been uh, having, busy having kids and all that since then. So it's been a, a wild ride. Um, but yeah, is there any uh, other big advice that you have? Like I know I remember thinking like, oh my God, my, my throat is sore. Like every once in a while you just get exhausted. Uh, any good advice you have? You, you're the networking master apparently. So <laughs> for people who are a little bit hesitant, well, what should they do when we can't do it virtually? We have to be in person there. Ooh, um... I'm not afraid to introduce people uh, or be the one who tags along somewhere. Don't be, everyone is there at Austin to meet other people, uh, whether it's old friends that they haven't seen in a year or um, someone new who uh, you've never met before but could make a new friendship. Um, so don't be afraid to talk to people because we're all there to meet other people and have a good time. Yeah. Exactly. And I wanted to talk about your uh, creative exec experience. Uh, that's an area I had considered trying to get into at one point and uh, it didn't work out because of reasons, <laughs> but uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, well, I have really enjoyed it. Um, I got the job again through networking actually uh, through the oh. happy hour. I, um, my boss and I somehow connected through the happy hour through probably discord server. Um, I had let it know, be known through uh, the happy hour and, and networking things that I was interested in transitioning from the job I had had at the time that wasn't very creative or, or fulfilling in terms of creativity um, that I was looking to transition to some sort of like 
production company sort of doing something. Um, and he happened to own a production company and was looking to expand as a uh, hire a creative executive. And um, we talked and hit it off and have been employed there ever since. Awesome. So yeah, one reason I thought it'd be fun is I love the storytelling process and collaboration and uh, like the whole giving notes and just being a part of it. So what what's the reality of that situation for people who are like me who are thinking, oh, it sounds really cool. Uh, what is it actually like? Uh, every day is different. So there is that, some of that is, I read scripts all the time, uh, giving notes. I'm um, talking to managers and agents. I um, have meetings. I feel like I have meetings all the time, which is odd because, um, you know, theoretically you're just, you're, you're reading scripts all the time. But I, ha I have meetings with a variety of different people. I meet writers, I meet uh, people who own IP. So I have meetings with companies about like, hey, we really like this thing. Can we option it from you? And they want to know all the details about that. Um, talk to, uh, like I said, managers and agents, other uh, executives uh, at other production companies or at the buyers like Netflix or, or Amazon or places like that saying like, what are you guys looking for? Okay, good. We have things, you know, what's your mandate? Can we fulfill your mandate for you? Um, and, and then lots of, lots of emails, lots of phone calls. Um, but yeah, kind of that. And, and, let, and putting together lists of things, like we've got a project now where we're trying to find a showrunner or director. So, you know, who is in the right tone, who might be a good showrunner, who's even available. So keeping track of where everyone is in you know, their own development process too. And then talking to their managers and agents about, are they available? Are they interested? that sort of stuff really cool yeah it sounds great and it sounds like that's another level of networking uh that it exposes you to so uh and i imagine it's helped you improve your craft as well uh but you are working on your own stuff and you're just as much as what you're doing there you're trying to push yourself right uh yes um it has definitely helped network in terms of uh, personal and professional um Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily actively looking for a manager or an agent if I happen to meet some that and we get to chatting, but, but then I will probably mention that I'm a writer as well. But yeah, I'm not actively pushing myself at the moment. Really cool, really cool. Paul, do you have anything you want to jump in on those? Yeah, topics? actually, I, I had a couple of questions about uh, the Cobalt Knight. Uh, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, the productions <laughs> that you do. So do you, so. Do you are you involved with the writing at all? Or are you more of a kind of like uh, I think you mentioned like you, you you're receiving a lot of material? Do you ever are you ever part of the generating it process? Um, yes and no. Um, so we are a genre production company, so sci-fi, fantasy, and horror is our main go-to's, which also happens to be what I oftentimes tend to write. Um, uh, for one of the projects we have, so like I said, uh, for the the comic book anthology we've got, I pitched my boss an idea about like this could be a cool show. I'm going to write this script anyway. It could work for the anthology if we're interested. So he's like, yeah, no, that does, and and so wrote the script. Um, so in that aspect, yes. Uh, and I also just wrote. Um, we were pitching ideas to a couple different companies about their products. So I wrote some one sheets to kind of generate ideas um but i have not written a script specifically to sell to the company to go out and, and get made 
Do you find that your connection with Cobalt Knight that it's been helpful with the networking that you can kind of use that use that title your your job title to um, I guess generate interest when you're talking to people? Uh, definitely so. Yes, um, people I, I know, especially writers. Oh, you know, you're a, you're at a production company. I you know I have this thing, and maybe it's interesting to you. So it has definitely generated interest um, a lot. Is Which it, is is good, it, I like it, meeting people. I was going to say, is it sometimes more like people like, oh, you're at a production company. Hey, uh, will you read my script? Or hey, can I send this to you? Are people do is it do people <laughs> kind of uh, bypass uh, being polite and just kind of uh, try try to get get in your good graces as soon as possible? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> Which is it's part of the job, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I had really made it when I got an unsolicited. Uh, request from somebody I'm like i have no idea who this person is and they just like read my script I'm like, i don't know who you are ah. <laughs> that, that is a true mark of a of a professional person in the industry <laughs> yeah that's great so what are some uh, projects uh, that are coming up from cobalt night that uh, you are willing to talk about besides the anthology book uh the anthology book uh, we haven't sold anything so i i'm hesitate have I'm hesitant to talk about anything that we've got in sure. development because we're taking them around to things. Mm -hmm. um, but a couple different projects, we've got a couple different features we're excited about, um, a couple different television shows we're excited about. And um, you know, until until something gets announced, don't really feel I can talk about it a whole lot um, because I don't want to spoil it for the potential buyers. Of course, of course, that makes total sense. Well, yeah, it was worth a shot anyway. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, before we wrap things up, so I think Justin kind of covered this, but what are some uh, advice or tips that you would give to people for uh, basic uh, networking 101? Um, listen to people is, is a good one. Um, be more giving than you are taking. Um, as part of the, the happy hour that I run, I also have a collection of things people are looking for in the industry and people are willing to give. Like I know a couple of people who have science backgrounds who are willing to talk. If you are a science fiction writer or just have a question about how something sciencey works, you can be like, oh, this person has a background in astrophysics and you know, I might show set in space. Maybe I can talk to them for 15 minutes or I'm a historian. So if you have a, a script that deals with history, I love chatting about history and maybe it will help your script and be willing to be willing to, to give something to the community. Um, so be willing to give things, be willing to, to listen to what others are looking for. Don't just try to push yourself. Um, and, and also be friendly and nice because we like nice people and like working with nice people. And um, you know, we, we don't like jerks. <laughs> I think that's pretty succinct in, in, uh, in uh, some advice. Uh, there was something else I was going to ask. Oh, that's right. Because you, I think you alluded to this before. So um, that I know for people who take part in the virtual happy hour that you also send out, you, it's not just a list of wins, but I think it's also like uh, not jobs wanted, but, uh, but as you just mentioned, uh, services that are available, I guess, like if you need help with a read or if you're looking for yes. um, like any kind of feedback. So kind of like, uh, Kind of like almost like a job board type of thing. Uh, almost, yeah. It's it's uh, things we're we're asking for from the community. If you know, ooh, I'm looking for this type of job. If you know anyone, please be on the lookout. Because um, but it's not just a job board. It's um, I need a reader for something, or I 
um, you know, I'm moving. And if anyone knows of any info on a housing, please let me know sort of stuff. So it's literally anything you might have need of that you need other people to help with. It is that. Okay, so so it's kind of like a community bulletin board almost. Exactly. Yeah, exactly what that is. That's great. And so do you have to, um, how can people get involved with the virtual happy hour and also, I guess, thereby becoming uh, uh, on the mailing list for the bulletin board email? Uh, they can reach out to me uh, mostly on Twitter at colinleeberg.com, which is C-O, or sorry, at Colin Lieberg, uh, C-O-L-L-I-N-L-I-E-B-E-R-G. Um, yeah, my, my DMs are open and just send me your email address and I can get you all the information. Okay, and the last one I have before I toss it back to Justin. So I, okay, the two of you are going to Austin. We've fully established that. And that is at the end of October. So is there going to be a virtual happy hour before that? Or do you think it'll probably be, uh, the next one will be in November? There will probably, there will probably be one in October. Uh, I haven't set the date yet. And these, I always set them on different days and times because there's, as we mentioned earlier, at least 100 people who come to these, mm. and not everyone can always make one on a you know a Tuesday night or something. Um, so I uh, so I tend to change the day and the time uh, for convenience sake, um, and I haven't figured out when the one in October will be, but there will definitely be one in October before Austin. Nice. Excellent, excellent. So it is at Colin Lieberg, C O L L, two L's. I have to, I have to always remind myself of that. Uh, L L I N L I E B E R G. Uh, Justin, do you have any more questions for Mr. Lieberg? Yeah, I was just going to comment since you're experiencing uh, the comic side of life and then everything else too. Do you, what, what are your thoughts on the idea of making a comic that will be maybe more representative of the story and therefore getting more film or TV interest in it? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it because it's always fun to create something uh, that like, you are both passionate about. And then, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you guys have heard, but IP is king in Hollywood. Uh, shocking, I know. Um, so it's nice to have that to go along with it. Mm -hmm. So you think it, I mean, it can't hurt your chances, <laughs> but you exactly. think it definitely helps as well? I think it definitely helps. Um, and it's just, you know, it's nice to be able to help other people tell their stories in some respect. Uh, one of the things that, uh, since we are both a new production company and um, you know, we're, we're trying to help others get known, uh, it, it's nice to be able to help people who don't always have a, a leg in the industry kind of get a foot in the door in some respect. Um, so we're trying to help in that in any way we can. Nice, cool. Well, uh, that's all I got. And uh, Paul, anything else? No, I think we covered everything that I was really hoping to and uh, got a little more than that. Great. And uh, yeah, so once again, uh, where can people find you or anything else if they want to reach out? Uh, Twitter, uh, at Colin Lieberg. Okay. On Twitter. Cool. All right. And uh, thank you so much, Colin, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And listeners, if you can leave a review and spread the word and check out, we'll probably see some of you in the virtual happy hours in the near future. So uh, <laughs> say hi to us then and uh, check out all the great stuff we've been discussing. Thank you so much. Once again, I'm Justin. You can find my books on Amazon.
And I'm Paul Zeidman. You can check out my screenwriting blog, MaximumZ.blog. I'm on Twitter at Maximum underscore Z. I've got a couple of books on Amazon, the Go Ahead and Ask series, uh, interviews about screenwriting and pie, volumes one and two available. Volume three, that's coming out next week. Oh boy, very exciting stuff. As you said, he's Justin, he's Colin, I'm Paul. This has been the Creative Writing Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay, stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, go write something.